Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, the message for this day, Palm Sunday, the Sunday of the Passion, rises up out of that scripture memory verse, which we read together uh, from Paul's letter to the Philippians, uh, chapter 2, verse 8. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Our worship space looks a little bit different here today. We've got palm plants behind us as a, as a backdrop to what today is all about. And uh, on the wall behind us is not the cross as it's usually there, but this beautiful framed print uh, which depicts that first Palm Sunday. Jesus riding into Jerusalem astride the donkey and the throng of people around him waving palm branches and putting their cloaks on the road for Jesus to walk upon that sign of respect and and reverence and so even here in the little plant before us you'll see uh, a palm uh, cross and so if you have palms at home that is a wonderful thing to do if you can fashion it into a cross and keep that in remembrance uh, for the year ahead that this is the Jesus who rode into uh, Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday. In the midst of the coronavirus, uh, in the midst of closures and restrictions, uh, here we are uh, live streaming worship from St. John's and pray that you are all safe and well. You know, if you're finding that uh, you're kind of out of sorts or forgetting things or just not feeling your usual self, you're not alone. I'm going to tell a little story on myself from this past week. So this past Wednesday uh, was our final midweek Lenten service, and I had duly prepared a sermon to be preached for that, and then came in on Wednesday morning and saw Pastor Campbell seated right here next to me, uh, looking like he is today. He had a collar on. I thought, hmm, why does he have a collar on today? Because I'm supposed to be preaching. Oh, maybe he's leading one of the communion uh, uh, services that we have for uh, under 10 people. Didn't think anything more of it. So um, a few minutes before noon, I came out here with my binder and started setting up. And Pastor Campbell said, um, are you preaching today? I thought I was preaching. <laughs> And the truth is, in fact, we went back and looked at the schedule. Yes, Pastor Campbell was scheduled to preach. He had uh, prepared a sermon just like me. And so uh, Wednesday happened to be April 1st, April Fool's Day. So I pulled an April Fool's joke on myself and didn't even know about it. So there you go. Well, Palm Sunday uh, looks and feels very different this year as we continue life under stay-at-home orders and yet just as surely as Jesus rode into Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday, so he is riding into our homes and our neighborhoods on this Palm Sunday. And even though we can't be together face to face in person, waving our palm branches and shouting Hosanna, we can do this virtually. We are doing this virtually. And I hope that you saw the link that we put on our church's website, um, sjlc.com, about a creative idea of making a Palm Sunday door decoration from whatever green branches you may have at home in your yard or your garden. 
And if you don't have palm branches close at hand, and maybe you don't, that's okay. You can make it out of whatever is around you in your yard or garden. And put this on your door then as a sign and symbol to your neighbors that Jesus has come to your house. And this might cause people around you to ask you about what does this mean? What is this door decoration thing all, all about? And that becomes a bridge to conversation about faith. Also on our website, sjlc.com, is a wonderful home-based devotion available for use during each day of Holy Week, which begins today on Palm Sunday. And I encourage you to find that devotion printed out. There's a scripture reading, there's a prayer, and there's a page to color as well that's appropriate for each day between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday and let that be a blessing to you and others. So today on this Palm Sunday, as we enter into Holy Week, we enter into what is most central to our Christian faith, the suffering, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the message for today, based on that epistle lesson for Palm Sunday, is entitled, Deliver Us Jesus by Your Death on the Cross. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. During our midweek Lenten worship services this year, week by week, we have looked at different verses from this epistle lesson, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. That is appointed to be read today on Palm Sunday. And there is a dual emphasis going on here because it is at the same time Palm Sunday and the Sunday of the Passion. So what's up with that? What does that mean? Well, Palm Sunday celebrates Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem amidst waving of palm branches and shouts of Hosanna to the Son of David. We like Palm Sunday. It has a celebrative, joyful feel about it. But there's a transition that takes place in worship as Palm Sunday morphs into the Sunday of the Passion. And this moves us into the why that Jesus entered into Jerusalem, namely to suffer and die upon the cross. And the mood in worship then shifts from joyful celebration to somber reflection as we are confronted with the harsh reality that this is why Jesus was born, to give his life on the cross as the once for all sacrifice for our sins. The word passion here, as in Sunday of the passion does not mean great feelings of enthusiasm or desire, which is what we usually think of. The word passion here, as it's used in this instance, goes back to the Latin language and passio, the word there meaning to suffer. That's what's behind this extended reading called the Passion Reading 
rather than the gospel reading on Palm Sunday, the account of Jesus' suffering and death. And we move toward that in this epistle reading, which is the same each year, Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Right now, in the midst of the coronavirus, we are in uncharted territory. All of these shelter-in-place restrictions and closures, they're new to all of us. We've never had to go through this before. Nobody remembers what things were like more than 100 years ago with the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 and 1919. And wherever we are in uncharted territory, our anxiety level shoots up. We become nervous and fearful. Truth is, we can endure just about anything when we know that there is an end date in sight. And that's exactly what we don't have right now. There is no firm end date for all of this. And that can be very hard to bear. And in the midst of all of this, we have a Savior who assures us, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Even when we are alone, we're not alone. Jesus himself is with us to encourage, to strengthen, to bless us. And when each one of us faces that ultimate uncharted territory that is death itself, even then we are not alone. As those beloved words from Psalm 23 tell us, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Jesus delivers us from death through death. His own death on the cross. Just like that scripture reading, that memory verse which we read together tells us, being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. As we heard in that passion reading from Matthew's gospel, Jesus was taunted, he was mocked, even while hanging on the cross in unspeakable agony. The religious leaders hurled abuse at him along with the crowd even then. He saved others, he cannot save himself. He's the king of Israel, let him come down now from the cross and will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now. And you know, they almost got it right. Jesus did indeed save others, including the thief on the cross, as Luke's gospel tells us, who confessed his faith in Jesus at the very end. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus promised to him, today you will be with me in paradise. And that just before each of them died. But where the religious leaders got it wrong 
was in saying he cannot save himself. The truth is that Jesus would not save himself. Rather than saving himself, he saved us instead. He did not save himself from rejection, from condemnation, from scourging, from unimaginable suffering, and being even cut off from God the Father, who turned his face away from his own son there at the cross. All of this Jesus did freely for you and for me, for your sins and for mine, for the sins of the whole world. Jesus has indeed delivered us from death and destruction through his death on the cross. In the city of Jerusalem is the ancient Church of the Holy Sepulchre, and maybe some of you watching this have actually visited that in your travels. I myself have been there as well. Tradition holds that the Church of the Holy Sepulchre is the place of Jesus' crucifixion and burial. The church was first built in the fourth century under the Roman Emperor Constantine the Great. And this site is revered by Christians who come on pilgrimage from around the world to worship here in that place. But in light of the coronavirus, even this has been closed, along with houses of worship and public places around the world. And like all of us fellow believers who would very much like to gather for worship during Holy Week and Easter at this special place in Jerusalem are unable to do so. Now, although the Church of the Holy Sepulchre has been closed before for brief periods of time, the last time the church was closed indefinitely was more than 650 years ago in the year 1349 at the height of the bubonic plague, the Black Death. And that is a very sobering reality. But my friends, death is not the final word here. To be sure, our Easter celebration of resurrection and new life must first take us through the pain and death of Good Friday, but it cannot end there. We worship and serve a risen Savior who has brought life and immortality to light and that is what we cling to now more than ever. Death and the grave could not hold Jesus, nor can death and the grave hold those who belong to Jesus. That word most associated with this day, Palm Sunday, is Hosanna. And it means, save us. That's exactly what Jesus has done. He has delivered us. He has saved us through his death and resurrection. And so we join fellow believers virtually around the world, shouting and singing, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
Hosanna in the highest. Amen. And the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly. Your spirit, your soul, and your body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Amen.